Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Welcome back to Season 4 of Convert Central Here in Convert Central, we bridge the gap between Muslims from all backgrounds in Singapore regardless of whether you are converts, born Muslim or prospective Muslim Our podcasts are uploaded on Mondays and Fridays and our community events are held every month Be sure to join us whenever you can and let us know how we can do better on our social media platforms like Instagram or TikTok Recommend any of your convert friends to us so that they can share their stories via the forms you can find on our Instagram bio. So from all of us to you, we pray that this new season is enjoyable and beneficial. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to Convert Central. So right now it's uh, season, season 4 episode 14. And uh, this episode has actually been delayed a little bit. So that recording is happening in the month of Ramadan itself. Uh, most of our other episodes actually we, we were um, recorded slightly uh, beforehand. So uh, alhamdulillah, I'm happy to uh, come back to this series um, after a short break uh, to talk about the first Ramadan from one of our guest speakers today. So um, for those who are wondering why we're talking about first Ramadans, um, when it comes to Ramadan, we understand that there's a lot of ibadah to be performed in the month of Ramadan. Fasting a full day, abstaining from just food and water, or even more than that, when it comes to remembering Allah um, as much as we can, praying our taraweh, and also some other forms of ibadah that we can do in this blessed month. Might be something difficult for people to catch on initially. But um, through this series, we hope to show people that uh, everyone has a starting point. And uh, you know, it's, it's never about where we are right now, but rather our strife and where we want to be, inshallah. So today we will be featuring one of uh, our guest speakers and their first Ramadan experience before becoming a Muslim and after becoming a Muslim. And that speaker is none other than Brother Amresh. So he has been on Commerce Central before. He's no stranger to us. And uh, alhamdulillah, you can find his Commerce story on our podcast channel as well. Uh, let's just start by um, talking about your first Ramadan, Brother Amresh. Like, um, how was your first time fasting Ramadan? Which year was it? And how was the experience? Assalamualaikum. So I used to grow up with you know, Muslim friends and then we used to fast together. And back then it was just about you know, abstaining from food and drinks and then you know, bearing the thirst and hunger. And then eventually, you know, about 7 p.m. Maghrib, right? We break apart and then start celebrating, like, you know, having lots of food, like, you know, going to Gelang Bazaar. You know, back then it was like, Gelang Bazaar was much bigger than what you all see right now. You know, by labor quarters, it was that big. You know, so back then it was just abstaining from thirst and hunger and then celebrating with good food. Yeah, so that was how my Ramadan was uh, after I became Muslim. And then uh, there was a gradual progression, you know. It was like food and water. You know, there was terrible prayers to attend to. The, another year came by. So I understood, I understood that it was not just about food and water. It was about, you know, fasting of your limbs, you know, using your you know, your, your limbs, you know, your tongue. I'm still trying to the phone, I mean, your phone, right, your Instagram. Then you don't seek to see it, but then it just pops up in your, in your feed. That kind of stuff. So you know what? Then you have to remind yourself that you know Ramadan is quickly you know close the thing. You know that kind of stuff. But also understand that you know this Ramadan period is a training for us, so that we can apply the same habits once Ramadan is over. So yeah, that's been my case so far. All right. Uh, thank you for sharing your Ramadan experience. Something that is interesting. Uh, when it comes to uh, commerce fasting, their first Ramadan, right? Especially when every year, like our understanding of Ramadan become slightly more different. And indeed, um, when I first started, so it was really like a food and drink thing. Like that was the only thing I knew about Ramadan. Like, oh, Ramadan, oh, that means I have to uh, stop eating and drinking, right? But eventually, as we learned more about Ramadan, we also realized that Ramadan is a little bit more than fasting and drinking. And I think uh, at this point of time, when this episode is released, it's the second week of Ramadan, um, what bothers us probably will not be the food and drink anymore because our body is accustomed to it, right? And uh, probably... Right now, um, something that we all are trying to do is like what, what to do beyond our fast. 
right? Beyond just not eating and not drinking, what else can we do? And that's something that we are struggling with. You know, um, in Ramadan itself, there are so many types of ibadah to do. So when you realize that Ramadan was more than just fasting from food and water, right? Um, what additional acts of worship did you do? And uh, how do you find uh, doing this additional act of worship in the month of Ramadan? Like, for example, Tarawih for you, like. Yep. So interestingly, my, after I converted uh, my first Ramadan, right? The Tarawih prayers, which I went for at Darul Akam, was quite tiring, to be honest. You know, I know there's eight rakat, there's 20 rakat, right? Yeah, and the thing is that, but there was a very good feeling of brotherhood, you know, when you're actually praying with your fellow Muslim brothers, you know, it's a very nice feeling. And of course, we, you know, went over two years of not praying in the masjid for Tarawih prayers and stuff like that. And now back, now that we are, you know, praying Tarawih prayers in masjid again, I think it's, it's very good. And you can, the sense of brotherhood is still there, you know, the feeling is really good. And of course, more importantly than the feeling, right? Uh, the commitment and the discipline to carry on is very important, I feel. And like I said earlier, I think this month of Ramadan is for us to cultivate good habits so that we can bring it forward, you know, after Ramadan ends. Yep. Did you ever feel like you were overwhelmed um, when it came to like the acts of worship that you could do? Like maybe for your first year Ramadan, um, as a convert, um, probably then we didn't know too much uh, about the religion as well. Um, did you ever had that kind of feeling when it comes to Ramadan? I'm, oh my God, like time is passing so quickly. I'm not doing too much. Like I feel a little bit lost. Did you feel like that before? Yeah, yeah. The first Ramadan, yep. I did feel like, you know, there's a lot to do. And, you know, the burnout happens. But, you know, as time goes by, I think it's not, it's not about the amount of ibadah we do, that we do. You know? It's about the sincerity that we have and like, why do we do it? And we, do we do the ibadah because we want to be impressed with ourselves? Or do you do the ibadah because you do it sincerely for the sake of Allah? The question is, why do we do the ibadah? It's, I think it's very important. Hmm. Yeah, Mashallah. So, Mashallah. Yeah. so I think it's uh, important to gauge yourself. Know your limits. I mean, know your, your abilities, your strengths, right? And your weaknesses and your limits. And be consistent. Consistency hmm. is more important than anything else. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I think you're 100% right. You know, when you... A lot of times we feel like we cannot catch up with other people. But at the same time, like why are we comparing ourselves to them? Um, when it comes, of course, we look up to them and we want to do good deeds, right? But that doesn't mean that if we are doing the exact same amount of deeds as them, right? We will be accounted for in the same way. And everyone has a different capacity. For example, we could be reading one page of the Quran every day. Just one page. And for the month of Ramadan, we, we just read 30 pages. And as compared to someone who has read maybe a juice a day, and they complete the Quran. Our one page might even be more rewarding because it might be extremely, extremely difficult for us to read that one page. You know, we might be struggling every single alphabet that we read. We might have to reread sentences again and again and again and spend just maybe like two to three hours just to complete that one page. The kind of patience that we need to have, the kind of strife that we need to have and we might not be used to it. But the person, conversely, who is reciting Quran for the entire month, uh, finishes the Quran in the entire month, might have been doing it for, for the past few years. And it might not be a, a, a task as difficult for him, right? So indeed, when we look at other, other people, we strive to have that level of, of ibadah, right? But don't ever compare our rewards to them. Don't ever compare that. <clears throat> Just because our ibadah is, is less, we're not able to do much now because we are new to Ramadan, we are new to ibadah, doesn't mean that our rewards or our ibadah mean anything less, right? Um, even Rasulullah mentioned that for the one who reads uh, the Quran, 
properly and 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 fluently, he has run reward. For one who is reading the Quran with hardship and its difficulty, he has double of that reward. That means that it's never about the product; it's about the strife, right? And in in this month of Ramadan, you know what what Allah asks of us is not that we must do everything, right? He he just asks us to try, and to ask Him to shower His mercy on us and to ask Him for His help. So Subhanallah, um, indeed, when it comes to the month of Ramadan, um, for those who might feel like they are overwhelmed, like just always remember that, um. It's really, really not about the quantity that we do. Of course, quantity is important, um, but rather understand that there's a balance to everything. If you can't do a lot, if it's not within our capacity to do so, make sure that everything that we do, we have sincerity inside. And if we are we are one of the sincere, that means we are one of the people that Allah loves. You know, we don't have to be. We are not able to be the one that fills all of our time if we bother yet. Then we can be at least the one who's sincere. So indeed, like that's that's correct. You know, I I, I feel like. Um, for me also, I struggle a lot when it came to Ramadan. Like we see everyone doing so many things, like people praying twenty rakats, people reading the entire Quran in just a few days. Like we feel a little bit overwhelmed and we don't know where to start. You know, but perhaps you know the best way to start is to know what we can do first. Focus on that. We can do it properly, and then subsequently, inshallah, then take it every Ramadan as a as a target for us to improve our ibadah. That we we learn the Quran in within Ramadan, so that in Ramadan we can recite the Quran better, right? So uh, that's that. Uh, thank you for sharing. Uh, I just want to move on to um the next question when it came to actually uh fasting from food, fasting from drinking, fasting from um you know your daily habits as you mentioned earlier. Like, what was the main difficulty for you? Like, was it difficult to adjust because um you were not used to fasting from uh from young, or was it difficult to adjust mainly because of the habits that you had to stop in the month of Ramadan itself? Okay, so as for fasting from food and drinks, right? Alhamdulillah, it's been okay for me. It was okay for me also because I was fasting even before I became Muslim you know, with my friends and stuff like that. So it wasn't uh, that challenging. I won't say it was not challenging at all, but it wasn't that challenging. However, the bigger challenge was like, you know, cutting out the daily habits. So I think one of the most uh, wasteful things we do in life is, you know, spend time on social media, Instagram, just scroll and scroll and scroll. You know, just, time just flies away, you know. And if you think about it, Time is, a, time is a limited resource, you know, you can gain back everything, almost anything, you know, inshallah, but you can't get back time. So to use the time you know, in a productive manner while fasting, while abstaining from, you know, uh, saying the wrong things, you know, saying the wrong things or listening to the wrong things or going to the wrong places, you know. So I think that that was definitely a challenge. La. It's, it's like daily habit, like social media, that's definitely a challenge because you need to put down your phone and put it away to make sure and you know maybe try to do something else you know you can do you know zikr or can you read books islamic books or even normal books right you can just do something useful with your time so i think that was a challenging part for me mashallah and um that that i think is also challenging because um it's, it's also rewarding in it of itself like it is so much more um rewarding that we stop our bad habits and sins than to add on one more good deed because first and foremost if you are thinking we need to stop water from flowing into the sheep before we can improve the sheep, right? And hence, that's what Ramadan is for, you know, um, Allah says in the Quran that we fast in Ramadan so that we can, we may attain taqwa, right? And that, that is uh, the fear of Allah so that we are cautious, you know, when it comes to protecting our iman. And that means we have to possibly stop good, bad habits, stop our sins, even for those um, habits that might be um, not bad in nature, but if it leads us to doing something bad in, you know, uh, in, in one of the uh, in the future, then perhaps we might even stop that so that we can we may have taqwa. So indeed, 
possibly it's difficult. I recall, like I recall our first few Ramadans, 2019, when we first met, you know, we always went for supper, you know, and <laughs> and we always had heavy dinners when it came to uh you know breaking fast. And because of that, um it was very difficult to pray Atarawi. Also relatively harder to wake up for for Subo and also for our Tahajud and everything like that, right? So, right, yeah. right. So, it's, it's not wrong, I mean, to eat, right? We all love yeah. eating, especially Singaporeans, but um, as it came to 2021, 2022, we realized that the less we eat for Maghrib, you know, the better we can perform for Tarawih. And that's why sometimes we leave our food to after Tarawih, then we eat. We eat a little bit after Maghrib and inshallah, we break our fast and then after that, we eat after we finish our Tarawih. So, mm-hmm. like, things like this is... is it, if we intend it, we say Bismillah, you know, uh, I'm eating like this so that I can focus on my ibadah, then that is ibadah itself. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. That's what you, that is your sustenance in the month of Ramadan to present to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, um, as, as the saying goes, as the narration goes of the Prophet so everything can be an ibadah if you put in the correct intentions. Be the type of people that turns everything into ibadah, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and be afraid of turning into the type of people that even if we do ibadah because of our wrong intentions, we don't get the rewards of the hereafter. Yes, yes, yes. Right? So yep. alhamdulillah, indeed, like beauty of, of ibadah in Islam is that anything can be, you know, you, you just have to do it right. You just have to start it right with the correct intentions. Yeah, correct. Uh, like like you said, you know, our sincerity is important. Even if the, uh, the deed is small and the task is small, right? Do it with the utmost sincerity and inshallah it will be accepted and it will be better than doing something, you know, which you are not, you don't have your heart and soul into it. Mm, yeah. right alright uh, then in that case let's go on to like now we're past challenges right let's discuss Ramadan now as a month right we know Ramadan uh, more contemporarily as the month of fasting even though it's not really the month of fasting it should be known as the month of the Quran it's where the Quran was revealed to the Prophet Um, to you like what does the, what does the month of Ramadan mean to you right now so I'll say the month of Ramadan is more about purification getting rid of our bad habits, cultivating new habits and sticking to it once Ramadan is over. You know, we can do this for this month, but the challenge is sticking to the good habits once Ramadan is over. So I think we have, for me at least, I need to have that in my mind and I consistently say that, you know, to tell myself that I need to, you know, focus on what I'm doing and make sure I carry on, you know, with these habits once Ramadan is over. Yeah. 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 100%. I think many of us is, is probably the same way. Uh, yeah, even for ourselves, right? We always say that, like, we use Ramadan as a checkpoint for us to see um what we need to do more. And uh, Ramadan is really like an a good opportunity for us to get more uh, habits down, right? So, uh, I think those who have experienced Ramadan a few times, we know that like the kind of motivation we can have in the month of Ramadan itself, mm-hmm. and that's not by chance, you know. Like, uh, I we we just discussing on on the first uh, right before Ramadan came before us, we were having dinner together in the evening at, at, at 89.7 we were saying that it feels as if the month of Ramadan is descending upon us because we feel like it's, it's really at peace and yep, yep, even yep. in 2019 when Ramadan was leaving us we felt like it feels like you know right after Ramadan has left we, we started to get a little bit more angry a little bit more irritable right so we really can feel it it's not by chance because Allah has said that in the month of Ramadan the, the, the shaitan they are all chained up you know as for us we also have we also have our own bad habits that Shaitan has managed to keep us going for the for the rest of the 11 months of the year, right? And we still have to break these habits. But that also means that this is the time for us to train. You know, this is the time where it's easiest for us to pick up new habits. It is easiest for us to work it into our daily routine. What else does Allah love other than uh, deeds that are small and done consistently, right? Mm-hmm. So what better time is it for us to get this ibadah on a discounted basis somehow? It's easier for us to get it 
because Allah has made it easier for us, right? And and indeed, like I I feel like Ramadan is is the beauty of Ramadan is that every believer comes out in and out of Ramadan as a different person. You know, if if we do Ramadan correctly, and uh and yeah, I mean um Ramadan is also known as the month of the Quran. So like, how how is your relationship like with the Quran in the month of Ramadan? Like, what do you normally do? How do you experience the the Quran in the month of Ramadan itself? The thing is that uh that we do have uh you know habits that we you know we read Quran once in a while or sometimes you know in every single day, right? You have uh a, a habit a practice so. I think what's important, like for me, right, is to get my pronunciation right. I think that for me, I'm at I'm I'm, I'm at that stage, right. So I try to get it right right now. Like my goal for this Ramadan is to improve my recitation and to be more confident in recitation. Yeah. So that's my relationship with the Quran for this month. Um. Do you think that um, in the month of Ramadan, right, we sh- do do you tend to focus more on the Quran, or do you continue with what you've been doing uh, routinely? What what is like your 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 routine like in the month of Ramadan for the Quran? Okay, so okay, so there are two ways to look at it. Okay, uh, one for someone who has been you know who's very fluent with the Quran, right, can actually step up and do more. And someone who has just uh, started to learn the Quran can try to fix his errors, right? This thing of zoning on the errors, fix uh fix it. And then takes small steps to improving their relationship with the Quran. So uh, for me myself, I belong to the second group. So I focus on fixing my errors and slowly improve my relationship with the Quran. Alhamdulillah. And and even within like our journey to learning the Quran, there is also rewards in it. So that in itself is also ibadah. Um, I think like for myself, I also like to share that. Uh, I think in in there are different types of activities we do to Quran, right? Like. Because we are not people who fundamentally grow up with Arabic, we don't really understand Arabic. So when we recite the Quran, we probably will not understand uh, what we are reciting beyond just a few words like Iman, uh, Taqwa, Bismillah, you know, things like that. Um, so there's, there's an activity that we do that, that engages the Quran called recitation. There's also an activity that we do that engages the Quran, that means um, reading the translation of the Quran, uh, just, just to soak up how, whatever we can of the meaning. Uh, and, and reflecting upon it. So um, I think like our teachers will always recommend us to spend some time reciting and spend allocate some time for, for reading, right? And um, indeed, there's also another very blessed uh, activity we can do with the Quran, which is that if we already know how to recite our basic, basic tajweed, uh, we can also move on to a little bit of memorizing. So uh, as we all know, Turawi is about eight or 20 rakats, depending on how much you want to push ourselves, right? Um, if we only know just about five ayats, it's difficult for us, or five surahs, it's difficult for us to complete 20 with uh, only the five, right? So inshallah, in the month of Ramadan, take it as an opportunity for us also to remember, to try to memorize the shorter surahs, right? Uh, one, one, just one verse a day, and you will learn 30 verses, correct? And it's, it's not exceedingly difficult to learn that one verse a day. And with 30 verses, you could even learn a surah like Surah Al-Muk. So uh, indeed, like, allocate, I guess, the, the, the takeaway is that you know, if we are not ones who are able to recite, it's okay. Then maybe just uh, read the translation. And if let's say we are not able to spend a lot of time sitting down reading it, then it's okay. Read a little bit and reflect a lot. Like take some time off our days to reflect a little bit more. But there's always a, something to do with the Quran. And um, just to also emphasize on the importance of the Quran and uh, how important it is, right? This is the, this is the month where um, le- the legacy of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam started. This is, this is the month where 
um, Quran was first revealed to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, right? And that's that that is the thing that connects us to him, right? This Quran has been unchanged. Everything else has been, you know, uh, changed by people uh, across the course of history. This is this is the thing that is only divinely protected and unchanged. And and Subhanallah, this Quran came down and changed the course of mankind. When we when we talk about like literary works, uh, you know, works like Shakespeare, you know, a lot of different. Uh, scientific works throughout the the, the, the times we, we talk about we rate them in terms of how significant they are in terms of their influence and what they have changed right so when it comes to the Quran how, how do we rate it then um, what has Quran changed in the lives of the of the Muslims you know who, who were they before and who are they after which, which part of their life changed then isn't the appropriate question is that what didn't change everything changed and that is the power of the Quran and and as we all experience ourselves when it comes to Quran. every single time we come back to it we learn something different because that, that is the words of Allah and Allah is, 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 has all knowledge all wisdom and we are tapping on his divine knowledge when we, when we go back to the Quran so indeed this is a special month indeed this is the month where we, 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 we fast in celebration that the Quran is coming down to us that we are, we are Muslims because Allah has chosen us to be in the Ummah of the Prophet and given us this direct guidance from him through the Quran that we can flip over on the pages and it says if Allah is answering our du'as there and then every time we read the Quran. Subhanallah. So, um, you know, don't neglect the Quran in the month of Ramadan, especially in the month of Ramadan. And, uh, you know, that's, that's something that I really wanted to share, you know, coming to the second week where we, uh, we've we already kind of accustomed to our fast. Now what to do? Right? Now what to do? And uh, yeah, Brother Amrish, would you like to add on to anything that I've mentioned? Yeah. Uh, I think for new converts, or especially someone trying to practice Islam, you know, in a, who's new, right? Is to take small steps. Be consistent. Mm. I mean, no doubt, uh, you know, you, you can be ambitious, but know yourself. You know your strengths and your weakness. So, yeah. so through, you know, during this Ramadan, try to know yourself better because the one who knows himself knows this a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah, take small steps, but be consistent. Whatever you do, be consistent. That's the most important thing. Mashallah, mm, mashallah. Mm. Yep. Uh, thank you thank you for sharing uh, about this um, let's move on to the last part of the podcast where we talk about um, the advice that we can give to those who are fasting in their first Ramadan um, for you right um, we, we both know it's not too long ag- away right when we first started like really getting serious about Ramadan um, what kind of advice would you like to give to, to those who just fasted um, who just began to practice in the month of Ramadan and um, what kind of mentality should they have coming into their first Ramadan okay so adding on, adding on to what I said earlier, uh, try to find a support group. Try to find people who are similar to you, new converts, people who converted maybe just like one or two, three years ago. And of course, you can always reach out to people in Convert Central. You know, feel free to reach out to you know, whether Siddiq here or the, their team members. I'm sure they'll be there to help you, inshallah. And you're never alone. Always know that uh, you know, Allah and Prophet Muhammad is always with you. You're never alone. You're never alone. So just just come out and uh, you know, reach out to us. We'll be there to help you, inshallah. Inshallah, inshallah. Indeed, um, whatever we do, uh, it's never because of ourselves. You know, the, the the our teachers, the scholars would say that when we do any ibadah, we say we say Bismillah for the sake of Allah, right? And that includes like from Allah with Allah to Allah, right? Because whatever we do, it comes from Allah. We don't have the energy to pray. You know, we don't even have the ability to. Uh, taking our breath if Allah doesn't allow us to do so. And we say, we, 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 without ibadah for Allah, uh, 
with, from Allah with Allah to Allah with Allah is it means when we want to do our prayers uh, who can allow you to come up from sujud if not for Allah right so he's giving he's giving he's allowing us to do our ibadah and how many people how many Muslims in the world right now who are Muslims but, but are not fasting how many Muslims in the world right now are Muslims but are not praying so you, we are the lucky ones that, that are fasting and are praying and that's only by the way of Allah and of course, we have to know who we are praying towards. We are not praying because Allah needs our salat. Our entire life we can be praying, but Allah will not benefit of the slightest. Right? We know we are praying to Allah and He is perfect and we are not and we are in need. And that's why we, we, we pray. That's why we do ibadah. So indeed, like uh, Allah is always with us. Um, it's because of Allah that we are able to do ibadah. And that Allah is same for me and you, our asatizas, our, our scholars, Rasulullah our nabis, our, 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 all of our ulama. And, and same for you as well. It's the same Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's the same Allah with the same power and the same kind of ease that He can ease to our affairs. So don't belittle uh, Allah. Don't belittle His power. And don't magnify our challenges so that it, it overshadows the power of Allah. He is always the most powerful. So uh, put that trust, ask of Allah and, and, and just practice. Inshallah, He will meet you halfway. So um, right now is the, about the end of the first week of Ramadan. For you, what is one sunnah that you like to adopt for yourself this Ramadan? And hopefully at the end of Ramadan or towards the last week of Ramadan, you come back to this podcast again, you listen to it to see whether you have adopted it or not. So just as a check to yourself and a letter to your future self, what is one sunnah that when Ramadan passes, you like to adopt and work into your routine every day? No, I've been thinking of you know, doing the sunnah fast. Uh, maybe, you know, there's Monday and Thursday sunnah fast, right? Okay, maybe not both days, at least try once, once in a while. Okay, uh, so I think that's that's something I'd like to do. Yeah. Mm. So like moving out of Ramadan, um, hopefully with the momentum of fasting the entire month, you, you want to try to fast at least either money or, or Thursdays, uh, inshallah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe not four times a month, or maybe not eight, maybe not four times, maybe at least once a month. Yeah. You know, yeah. So it takes, it takes more step. Yeah, that's not bad. That's alhamdulillah. May Allah grant you success in that. And uh, hopefully when, when you come back, anytime you come back to listen to this podcast, know that you know, your past self has written that letter to you. And yeah, you know, uh, and if, let's say, in the future, you might have forgotten about this, then let this be a reminder, inshallah, to continue with that, with that sunnah, so that at the end of the day, if Allah allows us to be consistent throughout our lives, then isn't that a sign of his acceptance? Correct? So mm-hmm. thank you for coming up, you know, sharing your experiences in Ramadan Ribas. It's been a very nice journey. Uh, and uh, to our listeners this is coming to the second week of Ramadan going to the third week when the podcast is going to be released right inshallah Lailatul Qadr is coming inshallah there will be a Instagram live on our Instagram page someday uh, here and there uh, do check out the poster talking about Lailatul Qadr how we can reach it how we can uh, you know aspire to to reach it in what state can we do what kind of ibadah can we do so um with that, we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala eases our fast and a uh, few our days in Ramadan with amal and ibadah allow us to have the capability to make dua to Him and also we find our intentions for our fast. And uh, uh, at this point of time, let's end the podcast by resetting Tasbih Kafara and Surah Asr. Subhanaka Allahumma bihamdika ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa tubi ilaik Bismillahirrahmanirrahim والعصر إن الإنسان لا في خص إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته